My number one business secret, if I could tell you like my secret, it would be Jared. What's going on, dude? <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? Who do we got here? We got somebody here, don't we? Dude, we got the man, the myth, the legend. Um, Mr. Tyler Williams, owner of Mammoth Marketing here with us. How yeah, I, I, I built my own legend. I paid for that. I'm a, I work in marketing. I make my legend. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> I mean, you take it from here, folks. Make your legend in marketing. That's where it starts. <laughs> You're a legend in my mind. I don't know why, because um, I've always been in reality in, in your life. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, like without you, my mm. business wouldn't be what it is today. That's for sure. Right. I mean, yes, I will agree with you. As as humble as that sounds, I, I don't know. Like you would have figured it out. But I would. I, I would have figured it out. But I feel like I had a really good um, hand up there. I got I got lucky, right? I always think like these people when they start their plumbing business and they get to success. Yes, there's hard work. Yes, there's smart moves. Yes, there's lessons to be learned, but then I always think there's a little bit of luck in there as well. Mm, sure. I mean, there is. Like yeah. the difference with you versus a lot of people is you had years of priming before mm -hmm. you really like got into it. Right. So because you saw me working in the industry of marketing. So mm -hmm. it was just like, okay, this is what needs to happen. And to, honestly, to be frank, from my perspective, like you let me do things that other people were scared to do. Right. And that makes a big difference as well. Anytime I've had a client who's like, well, what do you think we should do? And then I pitch something that I think will work and, and it might be a little bit out there. If they have enough courage, I think that's one of the biggest problems with marketing is people don't, they don't want to take the leaps. Um, right. They should. So whether that's financial or creative. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, let's give people a little background on you. You've been marketing for basically your entire life um i wrote the first chapter of a book and i was like oh let me just start where i started marketing but i've always been making things mm -hmm. and even that's just marketing right it's right. communication mm -hmm. with like a platform so yeah. i've been drawing i've been writing i've been like videoing since high school yeah and then i entered the marketing field in 2004 Right. As and back then, the marketing field wasn't really social media, wasn't really Google AdWords. Like Dude, that The stuff first thing I in. did was a phone book. Yeah. Like that was the first thing I created in the industry was a, a phone book ad that went on the back of a phone book for a credit union. Don't remember yep. the name of it. Yeah. So you've kind of seen like the evolution of marketing for a long time and you've been involved in the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. So you have a, a good perspective on that, I think. I, yeah. And okay, to give context, like started out as a video producer, started um, at an agency, went freelance, freelanced for agencies, then went back into agency um, and then bought the agency. But over the years, it went from video producer to like print producer and video producer, website designer and um, you know, radio production, all this stuff started stacking until like, I just had all the skills of production. And then I got to dovetail all that in with, well, then how do you market? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, how do you push what I was making out? And then once you, once you sort of figure out the loop, like it's, it's like, okay, well, this is, this is how 
This is how communication happens. Right. You make and you push. Yep. Yeah. So moral of the story is you've got a pretty good idea of what marketing is. <laughs> right? Sure. I think so. Yeah. Oh, I hope so at this point, right? I think so. so. And I just I just want our listeners to know like, okay, this guy's been in it for a long time. He's served a lot of people in the marketing field. He should know what he's talking about. Um, Jared trusts him. I trust him. Um, I'm sure Joel would trust him too. Um, I do. I mean, Joel thinks I'm shifty. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, just because you're shifty, don't mean I don't trust you. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, so I just want to like I want to ask you some questions because I see people come into the plumbing business field, right? They're like, hey, I'm going to go start my own plumbing business, and marketing is one of the things that gets just stumps most people they have a hard time understanding it they have a hard time knowing how to use it and they have a hard time knowing who to hire and they're just it's a big mess like i get clients all the time and they've got like this guy over here that's got control over their ppc and this guy over here that owns their website but they can't get it and this guy over here that is doing this other thing and none of them are really talking together. They're just doing one thing. Um, and it's just a total mess. So let me ask you, what's the, like the one thing that you see that, that stumps like that, where they make a mistake in their marketing? Like what's I, the, what's the biggest mistake they make? The biggest mistake is like the, the one biggest mistake is they don't, they don't take a minute to realize that marketing is more than one thing. Right. Mm. Like, um, a lot of people will start on a path with marketing, get to the point where they're like, awesome, this works and then never branch out. And then one day that path dries up and guess what? Their business has to contract because they didn't put any other feelers out into the market in any other way, or they didn't nurture either their community or their existing customer base like forward. And, mm -hmm. And so I find that a lot of people, especially if they're relatively new to business, end up becoming platform dependent. Yeah, right? sure. So, yep. and then when that platform decides to change for whatever reason, they don't have anything else. And then they end up having to pivot really hard, really fast. And that's always hard um, and expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and so they end up, freaking out with with merit right yep um like i was talking to a guy a few days ago like everything in his business came off of glsa but right. what i found is that with glsa it really depends on your market so what happens if his market suddenly starts behaving like another market his mm -hmm. calls are going to go down he's going to have to lay off his plumbers he won't make as much money his business will have to contract and he'll have to rebuild in another zone right and and so I think it's important to have more than one thing popping at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of a uh, more omnipresent approach, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's, I would love to see it. A lot of people don't even know that that's a choice though. Like it's mm -hmm. just something you, you have to learn. Yeah. So in that omnipresent approach, like into this day and age, what are the things that you would include in there? in what are we in march we're in april 2023 april. yeah right okay 
so what's funny is I did a video just about this. Um, when you start a business, like you can, it's going to be you. And one of the first things you got to do is figure out how to get work. Right. Yep. So um, I was talking to a guy the other day who was just going out on his own. And so uh, what I told him was get your name, obviously get your website, get your Google business listing, and then get every single social platform that you can, even if you don't use it. So, uh, you know, the heavy hitters, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, uh, YouTube, TikTok, like get them all. Even if you, right. even if you're like, I don't know if I'll ever use this because you never know when they're going to evolve into something that you actually could you utilize. Mm -hmm. um, and then you start, you know, you get your website built. So you have a presence, your Google business listing, your GLSA, if, if you're applicable for that. Um, and then you have the ability to accept traffic. And that's one of the biggest first steps is you have to get your foundation to a point where if you are running ads on anything, I don't care if it's the back of some kid's t-shirt on a soccer game, like you need to mm. be able to be findable. And that's what all those are for. So then you start, then you start playing with it and you start communicating you start utilizing those platforms to push things out. And so for the person who's just starting, First thing I tell them is, okay, now start making content for Facebook, Instagram, your Google business listing, and just find a tool that cross posts and don't overthink it and make a post a day. You got time. You don't have any customers yet, right? <laughs> you might have a few. So then um, you utilize the network you do have. You have friends, you have family. Ask them to share your posts across into their networks. Yep. You're slowly building up. Um, then start playing hey, with the money side. On that, that's yeah. how I got started. When the first time I started my business, because I started right. multiple times, the very first time I got on Facebook, I made some posts, and I went, I started adding all of uh, mom and dad's friends. So all my parents, I started just friending all of them. <laughs> and then I started friending all of their friends and all of their friends and all of their friends and on and on yeah. and on and on. And then I would make a post to my, it was J-Rod's Plumbing at the time. I would make a post to J-Rod's Plumbing. And then I would go share it on my personal page. And I would write, hey, guys, just started my business. If anybody needs plumbing done, you know, I'm taking calls, call 907, <laughs> whatever our number was at the time. And it worked. I got work. Yeah. Like well, within, within two weeks, I was busy. Like people aren't aren't realizing that they have a network. They just like they don't they don't know how to activate it in these right. platforms at first. But it's just by simply being there and connecting with people that you know and reaching out, you're gonna start building something. And it just right. may not be very fast. And there's ways to accelerate it, but that's the first thing you gotta do. Like you gotta get money in the door before you really play with other tools. So start there. Right. Um and, and then you can utilize these platforms to start leveraging um uh, leveraging more eyeballs, right? Yeah. And so it, it, I, I, I honestly, I, I keep going back and forth on how I would structure like somebody's startup. Um, but one of the first things I do is the retargeting. Like, so that way, if anybody hits your website or interacts with your Facebook page for like just a few hundred dollars a month, you can follow them around. And yeah. what we've found is anytime that we start that, contact goes up um the other we started re recently with one client the, like their contact forms suddenly shot up more and it was just like we we didn't have the ads ready until recently and so then we got them out the door but 
um, then you're building that omnipresence that you mentioned before. Right. Because then you're following people around and it doesn't matter what they're on. Like they could be on their computer. They could be on their television. Mm -hmm. They could be on their phone and the phone's the big one. So, so let's, let's explain that real quick for the plumbing business owners that are out there. Like you say, retargeting and follow them around. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you like two years ago, I didn't know what that meant. So explain that to me two years ago. Okay. So whenever somebody interacts with your business, chances are there's a couple triggers that you can activate and then you can put them into a bucket or a list, right? And you can do this on different platforms, but um, the, the most common is if they um, go to your website and if they go to your website, you can like say, all right, put this person onto this list and they are going to receive these ads over here for the next, and you can set it up to like 500 days, but like 30, 60, 90 is, you know, somewhere in there is usually the most common. And for plumbers, it might only be a couple of weeks because they're in need at that point. Right. Right. But you won't follow them around even after. So that way you're building that association with the prospect. But, um, so then it becomes, okay, you put them in this bucket on Facebook. It just becomes more Facebook posts, more reels, more stories that they see of you as an ad than other people because yep. they've, they've had the trigger on their end, right? Yep. On Google, it could be YouTube, which I'm a big fan of, but also like Google Display. And so like the best example that I give people is if they go to uh, Amazon and they search mattress, then suddenly they're gonna see mattresses everywhere for just a little bit. You see, yep. and from Amazon, right? That's the best example of retargeting. Like right. it's, and, and some people are like, oh, that's creepy. It maybe, but it's also <laughs> the world we live in. Like, yes, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. These platforms are free because of those capabilities. Right. So, um, but as a business owner, that's a lot of leverage. Like you right. suddenly can, you can hammer somebody. And, and way back when, like when uh, in traditional days, it was like radio. So then you, mm. you need to show people or they need to hear you seven times before they'll take an action. I think with digital, it has to be closer to three to four times that amount. And so right. mm. you end up like going, all right, we need 21 touch points. Use retargeting to get it. And it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg because you're, you're not throwing it out into the wind necessarily. But there's, I mean, but that's, this is again, this is like first baby steps. Eventually you do have to go out and like outreach to cold audience as well, which are people who've never heard of you before, or you're never going to grow your, your customer base, which means you never grow your business. Right. Okay, let's backtrack a little bit. So you get all the social media platforms going, you make some posts, you share them on your personal page, you go friend all your mom's friends, yep. start getting some work. What? Where do we go from there? Have your mom write a review. Um, yeah. That's mom, a big one. Dad, yeah. brother, sisters. If you're, if you're our mom, it's going to end up hitting every, like every post you post, she'll go ahead and like it and comment and share it. <laughs> so, what but, a good mom. What a, um, even now, even now. So uh, now you need to start um, garnering reviews is something that should be automatic with every job. And that's because that's going to increase your visibility and you have to start at the bottom and work your way up. And so it, you want to make sure that people have a mechanic for that. And most, most CRMs have that built in now. And um, if you aren't using a CRM, you've got bigger problems. You need to get a CRM. You don't have a business without a CRM. You're just a freelancer. In my right. <laughs> so. Yeah, even if it's like, you know, 
I would say Service Titan's probably the best CRM for plumbers. But mm-hmm. if you're before that, like early in your business, then you can use Jobber. You can automate yep. review requests. And then, you know, even if you're later in your business and you have Service Titan, Service Titan Marketing Pro is it's pretty expensive. I want to say it's like 900 yeah. bucks. Don't quote me on that. Um, but it is, it is well worth the 900 bucks. Um, well, and that's because it interacts with your CRM. So right. it can do things more reactively than like I can do from my end. Right. Yeah. And so Definitely. you just have to set up the triggers within it to be able to send out those communications. So if right. it's like yeah. this person had a, a, a inspection a year ago, well, they might need another one or some form of maintenance. Yeah. Um, as well as unsold estimates. That's the biggest yeah. one. I pulled a I I pulled my top three email campaigns and mm-hmm. made a little video for some of my clients. Uh, those three campaigns, just automated campaigns, automated emails, uh, brought in over a million in revenue last year. See, wow. I I knew it was big, and I had I, I was doing a consult with somebody, and and they knew of you, so I and they were they were hemming and hawing over whether or not to do marketing pro, and I was like, given the size of your business, you should, like, yeah. I would do that before you hire me because the um, there's a good chance that what you do there will pay for me, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, pretty much. Like, pretty much, it doesn't matter what size business you are. If you're a one truck chuck and you have Service Titan, the Marketing Pro will be worth it. Absolutely, and yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it's just that automated. Just to get it out of your brain space. Anytime mm-hmm. you like turn it into manual labor, somebody isn't going to follow through eventually. Yeah. Right. And when you're and when you're looking at like five, six, seven, eight email sequences deep, that's a lot of steps to keep in your head. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. navigate people through. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, just my thank you email that we send out for every customer when they pay an invoice. Mm-hmm. That brought in, I want to say it was eighty grand, just by it, saying thank you. Yeah. And, <laughs> so it, and that brings up another thing about marketing. There's the customer acquisition, right? But then yeah. there's your follow-up on the on the back end mm-hmm. and the reactivation of those people into your current state of being. Yeah. And and people don't realize that it has to happen on both ends. Like there's a there's a pinch point in the middle called the sale, but marketing they like you can market to people who you serviced three years ago really easily. Right. You've got all their contact. Um mm-hmm. and, yep. and the people who have paid you before are the most likely to pay you again. Yes. Um, so where should we be collecting these reviews? Google, Facebook, Yelp. Yeah. So, um, Google is the powerhouse right now. Yep. Um, you know, like it or hate it. Um, and so do it with Google and then you got your puppy over there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's not doing their job at Jared's house. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's fired. (laughs) Yep. It's not me today, boys. So like, Google's the best because Google, those, those reviews are what's going to rank you in the map pack is, is a big section of it. And if you're running GLSA, those help you rank on GLSA. So the Google local service ads are what those are, um, which are huge for home services. Um, or they can be depending on your market. Right. So, but collect them on Google. Some people are like, Oh, I'll just put them all on Facebook. No, nobody goes to Facebook to find a plumber. Nope. Don't, don't worry about that. Get it on yep. Google because that's where people go when they need a plumber. It's the modern day phone book. Um, and how big of a deal do you think it is? Like I was talking with a guy this morning and we were looking at him. He was like, 
first in the map pack, but he was like, man, he has three locations. This location, he was first in the map pack when I searched him. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't getting any calls. And he had a 4.2 rating and everybody else had 4.7 and higher. How many reviews did he have? He had uh, 300 and some, but there was like three or four other people with more reviews at a higher rating. Yep. I mean, How, it, do you think that affects it, call volume? I, I do because yeah. it's the credibility factor, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, this is where you get into sort of like the brand game because yep. with, with that, think of it the way you look at products on Amazon. You sort by star rating and star count and in review count. It's the same thing when people don't know who they're going to hire for a service. It doesn't yep. matter. Like they just look at the list and they go, mm, that guy. And they might look at the reviews, which is why you should respond to your reviews. But and, and then it's like they're going to choose. They might choose you, but they might not. Right. And and so you have to think of ways to like get out ahead of that traffic. And that's where you get into like brand awareness and um, and running ads to cold audiences within right. your demographic. So, yeah, I know when I'm looking for somebody on Google, I look for, I don't necessarily look for a five-star review, but I will go in there and I'll look for 4.7 and higher. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and then at that point, I go look at the reviews. I go look at the newest review or sorry, the highest reviews. And I go, okay, what are these guys doing right? And then I go look at the lowest reviews and I go, what are these guys doing wrong? And if the low reviews are about price, I don't care. Oh, these guys are so expensive. I could care less. Um, But if there's like something in there, like they don't take care of their customers or they never answer their phone or they didn't show up, that's when I'm like, "Mm, I'll move on to these next guys. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of customers are like that. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I, what's funny is that actually is how I vet clients too. Is I'll look at their reviews uh-huh. because <laughs> I can't I can't fix bad business. I can only drive right. customers, and right. people are always going to be disappointed if they don't have a way to close the deal. And so if they're struggling with that, that that's like they got to fix that first. But it's right. like if I do that as a vendor, like imagine what your customers are doing. They're going to do the same mm-hmm. stuff. Sure. Yeah. Look at it and weigh you. Um, but that's also why I think it's really important that you respond, especially if you get a bad review, but respond to almost every review if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be complex. No. Like have a script and have your CSR do it and something, right? <laughs> yeah. But, and be nice. Don't be mean. Yeah, be nice. And then if somebody is um is mad at you or frustrated, be like, oh man, I'm really sorry that you're frustrated. Here, give the office call. And you're moving that conversation offline. So but everybody else sees it. Yep. who's looking at your reviews and that means that you care beyond the job yeah and that's really important i can't tell you how many mm-hmm. times the bad reviews and just nobody did anything and i'm like well this this looks like you just ignored the person which is the worst kind of customer service yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah we see guys uh i see guys all the time in my coaching program they get defensive mm-hmm. oh responses like yep. hey we came out to your house and we called you and mm-hmm. we ripped this thing apart and we found that you were in there messing with it or whatever. Um, and yeah. I'm like, God, this is not doing it good. Like think about the way you're responding. Like another customer is going to see this. You want to yep. win over the customer that's going to see this bad review. You got to respond in a really nice manner that makes you the bigger person that makes you sound like you care about the customer. 
Yes, you have to put aside your ego. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that it's—I mean—it's difficult for some people and not for others. Um, but truly, if you want to do good business and build a big business, you have to—you have to appeal to the masses, and the masses don't like ego. No. Um, and it like, and so you know what? We're talking about the way you respond to reviews, but it's all marketing. It's all communication, right? <laughs> yeah. What I think it's yeah. funny. The the most egregious <laughs> example of like getting uh, defensive is a friend of my mother's that who ran a bed and breakfast and I saw her reviews and I was like, Oh my God, I didn't know this lady had it in her. (laughs) 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 I was like, Oh geez, she is so sweet my entire life, but Oh no, this is not the way you do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So I have a theory, um, throwing us off our game here, but I have a theory like, and I'll, I'm going to ask you a question to see if I'm correct. Okay. Like what is marketing at its core? Like what just, if you could explain it as simply as possible, what is it? Hmm. Relationship building. In a sense of how? You are having to, Project your personality and project the personality of the business, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that most businesses are a reflection of their own. The things that you care about, your values become the the lifeblood of your business. Right. And and so what you have to do if if a business is like any other personality-based thing, some people are going to jive with you, some people aren't. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... You have to push your personality out into the marketplace to say, hey, know, like, and trust me. And that is no different than like the first time I met Joel and I smiled at him. Probably. I'm not sure. Right? Um, Probably. And and that's why Joel has never been to my house. Um, It wasn't a good smile. It was a weird toothy looking (laughs) smile. It was awkward. No, I I mean, I, I do. I think it's relationship building. I think you have to build your relationship with your prospects and that, and it's, it doesn't happen immediately. It Uh takes time. And a lot of people don't realize that like the time and consistency of that build momentum. Like think of it as like a a courtship at the beginning of, of a, of a like marriage. Right. So it's like, you have to date these people for a while before they decide. Yeah. I think I like these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I've kind of always viewed marketing as, going out into the marketplace and just saying, educating the public on, Hey, this is who we are and this is what we do. And this is like, these are the unique things about us, why you should hire us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've always viewed marketing a little different, right? So like even when AdWords, maybe we didn't get the best rate and I was willing to spend more because I knew that people were going to just see my name and I knew that it was going to stick in there. Right. Um, and I was willing to go on social media and put lots of money into social media and lots of time into social media and put out more content than everybody else. Um, and it, I mean, it paid off in the long run, just being able to go out and do these things where maybe I couldn't measure an ROI, but I knew people were being educated on who we were, yeah. that we exist, how, you know, and what we stand for. 
I, I think that you understood that the investment wasn't necessarily tied straight to dollars to dollars. You were building brain space and association and, and building that relationship that no like and trust. But, and that's, that's where I think like now I see your vans, I see yep. like, and I talk to people in, in town and they, it's like, everybody knows who you are. And a lot of people in town come to me and go like, what did you guys do? Uh -huh. we, we invested <laughs> in building the relationship. Yeah. And it takes time as yep. marketing. It, it rarely is it a faucet that you turn on. And mm -hmm. off. Right. Like, you have to you have to give it time to really reach maturity, and that's sometimes hard and scary when you're starting out. Um, but uh, if you do, you actually build a, like a a strong business. Yeah, yeah. I was talking with a guy the other day, and I told him, you know, it was after I kind of was thinking about marketing. And I told him, you know, my number one business secret, if I could tell you like my secret, it would be never stop marketing and do as much of it as possible. Mm -hmm. and well, and as long as you have a decent back-end business it doesn't even have to be the best business right mm -hmm. well, that well, yeah. will carry you so i i say this a lot where the the person who's willing to shout loudest into the void wins mm -hmm. um and that's just because they're actually shouting it's kind of like vocal minority right it's yeah. it's like i'm just going to be mm -hmm. loud in the place that i am so that way no matter what people know i'm here because that's that's what you want. You want associations built in people's brain space so they can't ignore you. And um, and what I find, a lot of business owners are afraid to do that, um, mm -hmm. and they they don't quantify the value of right. building that association over the long period. Yeah, they're way too worried about what's my return on investment on this. Like, how much am I paying to acquire mm -hmm. a customer? And, yeah. And all that jazz. Those things have merit, but they can't be, they are not the full picture. I don't care what you were doing with marketing. There's like this, this gray zone um, mm -hmm. where you, you just, your attribution is going to be wonky. You yeah. me measure your best, use that data to make decisions, but don't ignore the fact that people are people and people are squishy and unpredictable. Yeah. yeah. And you, like, you can't track everything. No. You cannot track it exactly, right? I was in the grocery store the other day and I saw like the Simply Organic. They had a banner up. Um, and I was like, I wonder if anybody asked them, what's the ROI on this banner? Uh huh. Like, how are you going to know? There's thousands of people just looking at it every day. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but the big, the big companies are willing to do it because they know that there's, there's something there for that. Yeah. But that said, mm -hmm. like when Absolutely. you're starting out, you should concentrate on some lead generation to make yeah. things get revenue in the door but eventually yeah you gotta mature and yeah that maturation is is key into just like saying okay we're gonna do this because we think people will see us yeah i think those big companies are big companies because they were willing to go do that mm -hmm. otherwise well, they, they, would, they wouldn't have made it there think of like the community things that you've done like you just did a, a home show right mm -hmm. which is just a, a booth at a big built like new construction event. Yep. And you're not even interested in new construction. No. But you want all those homeowners to know who to call when their house is built. Yeah. And so that that return, even if you like take down numbers and get people in for a giveaway, they're not doing it for 
a job. They're doing it for like a giveaway. If you yeah. use that, and I think you should, but like you're not going to see a, the true return hit your bank account for like no six months to a year to two years. I'll never know. Yeah, and that's but okay. I but I know that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I can get my brand, my people. I can talk to people, get in front of thousands of people. You know, it probably cost me five grand to put on that home show to go mm-hmm. there, get the booth, get all the stuff in there, do all the giveaways. Pay, actually, to pay the people to be there probably cost me 10 or 15. But I know that it's 100% worth it. Yeah. That if I continually am willing to do those kinds of things, that's what's going to keep me on top of the market and not let somebody else come scoop in there. Those are, those are also the unsung opportunities. I think that people don't pay enough attention to where can I invest my marketing in my community which helps your community and that's good but it also uh puts your brand in front of people and the the bigger you can make a splash on things like that the better yeah did you, did you bring a van in again yeah yeah we bring a van in we mount we open the side door and we mount a tv there and then we play reviews on the tv mm-hmm. so it's just a constant slide of five-star google reviews over and over again we bring in you, some equipment, you know, boilers and water softeners. And we have giveaways and okay, yeah, see if you did giveaways. Three or four guys there to answer any questions, talk to the customers. So last year when I went to that, it was fun watching your guys interact with the community. Mm-hmm. Like interact with there was like Andrew was talking to some some lady. And she was just smitten with him. It was hilarious. Costin, um, <laughs> yeah. Costin, clip that, clip that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's but, true because all my guys, yeah. you know, they're like they're really good at talking to customers. So why not bring them in? Like mm-hmm. I know I see a lot of like business owners at these events, or just like the manager and the business owner will be there. And I'm like, man, that like first of all, if you own a business, you should be spending your time doing other things. Um, cause you can totally just have your staff go in there and run that whole event. And so why wouldn't you? And then second of all, I think it's really cool for the community to come in and talk to your staff members, your technicians, yeah. your CSRs, cause that's, those are the people that they're going to interact with. That's in who the they field. show up at your door. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they can see like, Oh, these, these are the guys I'm going to interact with. Or these are the people that answer the phone and they're friendly and they're real people and they're nice and they're knowledgeable and they're willing to communicate with me. That goes a long ways. It does. And it's cool to see. I don't know. I just, I, I watched those, those guys. They did a really good job when I saw them, by the way, just to let you know, but <laughs> like you. they just, um, they were warm and friendly and, and yeah. that is such a strong impression. That is way beyond anything an ad can do. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's, mm-hmm it's that human interaction and anytime you can manufacture that which is hard over something like google ads right all you're doing is getting a phone call um so but those those people are going to call you first especially that one lady who was smitten with andrew yep okay so if you could leave our audience with one piece of advice what would it be um you got 10 seconds the best thing you can do is understand that marketing needs to happen at the beginning of your business and not in the middle. So you need to build out a system for being able to invest in marketing early. So you get used to it psychologically and it's part of your operations and not part of your profit line. So you are consistent with it. That will help you build an actual business instead of just a lifestyle business or keeping you as a fancy freelancer. 
Right on. Okay. You heard cool. it, everybody. Market early, market consistently, keep it going and never stop. Yep. That sounds good. Cool. Thanks for coming on, Tyler. No problem. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Jared.